Welcome back to The Grinder, folks. We are in the hizzy for shizzy with a special guest that you guys have known to come and love. And I'm going to let the man do his thing, James Chapman. Well, first <laughs> off, I'm going to go ahead and call out Addison because he's at the beach right now. Oh. And um, he sounds all groggy and sleepy because uh, he went out and had too much fun last night. Um while the rest of us are just trying to make it happen, little bitch. Um, <laughs> anyways, no, let's get to the real guest, guest, the man, the myth, the legend, J.P. Donnell. That's it. Man, well, myth and a legend is, uh, let's go with the myth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So real quick, before we get started, because, you know, man, we love having you on. I think it's your third time on. Yes, sir. Third time. Third time. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do now, that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my name is JP Donnell, originally from Sacramento, California, grew up playing Navy SEALs, had the awesome opportunity to fulfill a childhood dream. And I was a Navy SEAL for almost 12 years. Well, let me rephrase that. I was in the Navy for almost 12 years. Once you got done with boot camp, schooling for the Navy and BUDS, which is basic underwater demolition SEAL school, the selection program to become a SEAL, there were whole, all the rest of the time in the Navy was in the SEAL teams. It was awesome and you know, i started i started working for jocko in 2005 he was my task unit commander i was a part of task unit bruiser jocko and leif babin and seth stone were the leadership jocko and leif started a leadership and consulting company called echelon front in about six years awesome, it is almost six years ago uh jocko brought me on board as the first leadership instructor um at echelon front and it's just been amazing to be able to help grow and build that that company and um you know just having a lot of fun as a leadership instructor also in charge of our field training exercise program which is our hands-on scenario-based leadership training that we run at echelon front and we started off on the corporate side and now we have it available for individuals as well and just as a company's grown there's a couple different departments so it, it's crazy it's absolutely crazy when you think about where I was six years ago and to where we're at right now. And I know I've shared a little bit of that journey and story the last two times I was with you. Um, and I mean, I went in depth on Jocko podcast, episode 46, 246 and 309. So if somebody has extra time that you want to kill while you're driving, you can listen to those. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm super thankful for what I get to do. And I will say that's one of the mindsets that I had in the SEAL teams. When I was going through training to become a SEAL, I would literally tell myself, I get to do this. And just being able to wake up with that mindset every single day helped me get through that hard, difficult training. And now at Echelon Front, it is factual that I still feel the same way because when I see what we get to do at Echelon Front, it's absolutely incredible. And with that also became a relationship with Origin and Jocko Fuel. And it's, uh, you know, getting to meet guys like you is just I, like, if it wasn't for what I do at Echelon Front, I, we probably never would have been connected. Let's be real. Like, yeah. Yeah. how would we have ever been connected? And yeah. I consider you guys buddies of mine. You know, the first time we did the podcast was in person and that was awesome. <laughs> and now with the, um, you know, the way we are because of COVID with Zoom and anything else like that, it's like, hey, we can knock out podcasts, interviews, calls 
any time of the day, anywhere in the world, and it be effective. And so I'm just grateful for what I what I get to do every day. I know I'm very lucky and uh, I'm very thankful. So I appreciate you guys having me on again. For sure. well, that's one of the things I absolutely appreciate about you. The last time we did a podcast, it was by Zoom. And when you got on, man, you 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 almost like like I could tell the emotions were rising and you you just talking about you were some of you were like in Wisconsin or something. You're talking about how cold it was and these line workers out there working and just oh, your yeah, appreciation. That's one of the things I very much respect about you is that you're always like looking for the appreciation everything around you it seems like you're always looking for appreciation and that drives you well it, it, it's a choice your yeah. attitude is a choice and you know i was in boot camp when 9 11 happened could i take ownership over 9 11 no what could i control my attitude and those are the things i recognize that over the years of my time in the military my time you know, I, I, as you guys know, I did sales at a financial company for uh, a couple of years when I got out and then started working for Jocelyn Leif is one thing I can always control is my attitude. Like nobody can actually control how I react to somebody. Now, my attitude might be dictated by other people and the environment. I, I allow my dick, my attitude to, to shift and change, but ultimately I'm in control over my attitude. The other thing is I'm always in control over my, my work ethic. Like I have control over that. Now, again, can it be dictated and persuaded by other people and surround? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there, you know, you might not be motivated or uh, to go work hard. But again, like Jocko talks about, and a lot, I mean, a lot of people talk about this, like it's not the motivation, it's the discipline. Same mm -hmm. thing with your integrity. I'm ultimately in control over my integrity. At the end of the day, I'm the one that's choosing to do something or not to do something. I'm the one that's choosing to speak positive or speak negative into my life or somebody else's life. And, you know, in order for me to do these three things, I also have to be in control over my discipline. Discipline is rooted in the truth that we tell ourselves. And I realized that anytime I've ever been lacking discipline, it was because... I was, you know, I was lying to myself, you know, and so whatever, you know, like these are things that I can control. And so you're right. I do try to have a positive attitude and positive mindset when, um, you know, I go through my, my day-to-day -day activities because honestly, when have you ever changed something for the better by being negative and complaining? Yeah. Hey, Lily, have you ever been able to do that? Uh -uh. I, 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 was I, I think sometimes people confuse that because I confuse it sometimes like maybe I've I've had stuff frustrating me and I'm staying focused on negative and then I go home and then I just dump it all out on my wife right like I just tell her about it yeah like, because that like makes what's really better. helping me is communicating I view it as the venting is helping me but really what's helping me is the communicating you know yes it's not complaining it's communicating that's right that's difference and so when you're going home to your wife, you know, one, your wife loves you unconditionally. Two, I mean, most of the time, right? <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> you're obviously a good salesman because you outkicked your coverage, brother. Yeah, like you I damn did. right I did. So you know that, right. that woman loves you, okay? Yeah, there is no uh, doubt. <laughs> as well. And uh, like all three of us, dude, we, we've done yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but we know 
when we go and talk to our wives or our coworkers or like a peer that we trust, we're not complaining. We're actually, like you said, communicating. There's a difference. Now, if I was just literally communicating to Amanda, I'm sorry, if I was complaining to Amanda every single time we had a conversation, it's going to start affecting her. And ultimately, people start to just do what? They shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they pull back because they're like, I don't want to be involved in this. Nobody likes that. And I have a few people that have been in my life where literally it was always complaining, complaining, complaining. I finally got to the point where I was like, Hey, like, dude, stop, <laughs> like, stop. You know, you initially start with like the indirect approach would be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that sucks. That sucks. But man, at least you have this, at least you have this trying to get them to see it and experience it. And then there was, there came a time where some of those people, I little, it sucks, but I had to cut them out of my life because yeah. they were so toxic and so negative that I refused to allow that to affect my family. And I have to protect my household. I have to protect my heart, my mind. You know, we're in a daily spiritual battle, whether people want to agree with that or not. And, you know, this, like what's going on right now in the world, there's some major spiritual warfare going on. And if you're allowing yourself to be around negative people constantly, and they're speaking that into you, that will affect you as, as a human. And I just, I can't, I can't do that. You, you know what my trigger is when I realize that is when, if I'm, if I'm talking about it and maybe I am frustrated, I'm being negative about it. If I'm given a piece of advice and I move right past it to continue complaining, that's the indicator and that's the other way too. If I give a piece of advice and they move right past it, okay, that's the indicator. This is just complaining. Like it sticks out in my head. Like I'm just complaining. That's all I'm doing right now because they just gave me a great piece of advice and I didn't even process it. I wanted them to shut up so I could keep complaining. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I'm in the wrong mindset right now. I got to well, fix this. Well, but and then think about that in regards to like leadership capital that we have with people. Are you making a deposit or a withdrawal when you when mm. you're complaining? Oh, withdrawal. withdrawal. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a withdrawal every single time. Yeah. And every interaction that we have with other people is either a deposit or a withdrawal. That's and true. if I'm complaining, it's a withdrawal. It's a withdrawal. It's a withdrawal. And guess what? Eventually that bank account goes empty when you're not making deposits into it. And mm. it's just something I've been trying to be mindful of. And it's even with myself, like, it's easy to get depressed. It's easy to get upset and frustrated with everything that's going on. And it's easy to justify it. Um, I was dealing with that this last week up at, in, in uh, Maine, up at Origin Immersion Camp. And I had to like quickly go, nope, we're not doing this. Throttle it back and, you know, regain control over my attitude and my mindset. That's, that's one of the things that it, once you're able to start recognizing emotional change in yourself, and being able to catch the mindset shift, it's something that, that you can take and apply to everything in your life when you are going through those moments and, and maybe you're not catching it, maybe you're you know going too far this way and being able to tile that back and say, okay, detach from the emotion a little bit and say, okay, where where is my head actually a little bit, right? Yep. So that's, well, that's huge. And that's hard to do if you're not, like aware, you have to be aware. And if I'm not taking the time to actually do self-assessments and reflections, then I'm going to miss a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. Like I can, I can still remember um, <clears throat> when I 
first of my business, I was renting this space. I had the, the biggest slumlord ever. I mean, this guy was a slumlord. He was the worst, man. And I was the guy who paid ahead of time, took care of myself. Anyways, we had an issue. And literally, I got in an argument with this guy in front of my shop, like a screaming, yelling, like wanted to beat each other's asses kind of fight. And I remember the next day waking up and feeling bad. Like I, I remember because like I woke up hating the guy. And I was like, man, I, I cannot live with this kind of energy. And I'm big on this. Like, I don't care even if you are a piece of shit or if you're wrong or whatever the case may be, if it's weighing on me, like, I feel like all I can think about is you and how I got an issue. Like, I got to square that away. I have yeah. to. So like, I even called this dude and was like, hey, man, I don't want to do it this way. I still got a problem. We still need to fix it. But I ain't, I'm not going to fight with you like this. Bro, that is so Because awesome. for me. So think about that. Think about what you did. You showed humility. You showed humility, which is the number one characteristic of a great leader. The number one skill set of great leaders, communication. So you showed humility and then you communicated that to this guy and said, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to do it this way. It's not the right way to do it. We still got a problem that we need to work through and communicate, but boom. So the fact that you were able to do that is huge. And not a lot of people are able to do that because of their ego their ego doesn't allow them to do it. It's the same thing with forgiveness. I was doing a Bible. I've been doing this Bible study and it was hitting on forgiveness. And, you know, I thought I had forgiven a few people that I had been upset with in the past. And it was just like, just boom, got heavy on me because when I realized I actually hadn't forgiven them and it wasn't until like I was like specifically praying for these people, like praying for for my heart to be able to forgive them. And I was really asking God, I'm like, please work on my heart. Please soften my heart. Please soften my heart so that I can forgive them. And then I started praying for them specifically, asking God to bless them. And I wanted that, you know, I wanted all these things for them. It wasn't until I did that that I actually forgave them. And you know what shifted? Now, when I think of these people, it's no longer anger. There's no rage. There's no, because I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, not going to lie for a while. When I would think about these people and one of them was had been in my life for a very long time, very close. I'm not going to give the details, but every time I would think about this person, I would instantly be, I want to kill somebody. Like that's how mad I was. I would just get so mad because, and it wasn't until I started praying for them specifically that things shifted and changed. And you know, what's cool is this Bible study was like talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness frees you. It gives you freedom. It gives you the freedom because now when I truly forgave this person, I don't feel anger. I don't feel resentment. I don't, none of those things. Like I don't feel any of those things. And now I actually have empathy for this person and I actually feel bad for what they're going through. And I've been praying for them that God would, you know, work through their lives. And so that's the thing that it, it was my ego that was involved this whole time. You know, I was justifying how I felt because of what they did and what they said and all these things. That was my ego 100%. And, you know, once I was able to reflect and check myself, I was able to actually do the right thing. Something, Something that is, that is helped me tremendously in that realm is one, obviously, obviously praying, right? But also going through the process of, of breaking things down in literal, just writing it down, right? The whole journaling aspect of things mm-hmm. allows you to free all the stuff that you've input 
to actually get it out, right? And then you're able to break down what has actually happened or what you're actually going through or how you're actually processing this information. And there was a lot of things that, you know, just growing up that I never even processed that I was, I've, I've been able to go through and just be like, look, man, you know, this should happen in the past. It's there. I now can recognize it. I can pinpoint what exactly it is. And then I'm able to, you know, move forward from it now that it's out, you know, out of the head, out of the body and, and on a piece of piece, piece of paper. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing is like, if I'm not, if I'm not able to do that and if I'm not able to forgive somebody, how can I be asking for forgiveness myself? That's right. I mean, I, I it's just, it's a little hypocritical, right? If I'm just yeah. like, oh, hey, can you forgive me for all these things? But man, I can't forgive somebody. Like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Negative. Well, you know, in the other, like you said, though, at the end of the day, all you're doing is affecting yourself. That's it. Yes. That's really all you're affecting. Or even worse than that, is when it affects you, then it is affecting the ones that are around you that you actually care for and you do love and that depend on you and how, how it's changing your mindset, you're affecting them as well. So really all you're doing is hurting yourself or the closest ones to you, you know, and, and then like looking at how big you make a situation that shouldn't even be. I mean, Addison and I have talked about this multiple times when we're talking about like, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Like that lady, I can still picture her face and it's happened before, but like, the stop sign and we went to go at the same time I stopped and, you know, she was double finger flicking me off because we both went to go. I didn't almost hit her. I saw her the whole time. I literally went five feet, stopped, and she went through flicking me off the whole time because how dare I try to leave a stop sign? Like she needs bigger problems in her life. You know what I'm saying? She is focused on the wrong things. Yep. And it's crazy. I make fun of her. But how many times do I do that and stuff right here in this office? Things I'll probably do today and make a bigger situation out of it when it doesn't even need to be the case. You know? Well, that's why detachment is a superpower. Yeah. If I have the ability to detach, it allows me to uh, not be driven by my emotions. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not driven by my emotions, what, what am I led by? Logic. And when I'm led by logic, I tend to do the right thing. When yeah. I'm emotional, I say stupid things. I do stupid things that I regret 100% of the time. Yeah. And, you know, if I can just be asking myself or just remind myself, detach, 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 detachment's a superpower. You know, it's it's going to help me when I get through those, you know, when I encounter, like you just said, James, that you're going to encounter some of those things today. But if you're being mindful of detachment if you're being mindful of asking yourself hey is my response driven by my ego in a negative way you know now that's the thing people get mixed up about They're like well we all have our ego we're all driven by our ego you're 100 percent correct we are yeah but what i'm saying here is is my response to something driven by my ego in a negative manner now i am driven by my ego to perform and therefore that means i want my team to perform like cody who runs all over FTXs. I want him to win at a level that is unimaginable for him. Like that's what I want for all the guys on my team. I want the same thing for Danny. I want the same thing for Jesse. I want the same thing for Joe. I want the same thing for Cowie. All my, my core guys, Carlos, all these guys, I want them to win at a level that they could never even imagine for themselves. So there are times that it is driven by my ego to allow them to succeed. But I have to counter the ego that's like 
I want to be right. I want it to be mm-hmm. done my way. That's where we get into problems. And that's, that's hard it. to do. And you see that, you know, there's so many people in the world that are driven based off of that, right? Like you hear stories, people are always complaining, right? About those types of people, right? Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that when you encounter somebody like that, it's important to it's important to check yourself, right, first. And then also to be able to help that person in that situation. So whether it's the way that they're going about it or, or whatever it is, if, if you're able to <clears throat> devil down and show them, you know, hey, look, we'll do it your way. Like we'll, we'll, ha- we'll handle this, whatever, whatever way you need to handle it, we're gonna do that. Yeah. Um, even though you may know a better way to go around it, it's important to be able to detach from your situation and say, okay, look, this is the way that I'd like to do it, but we're going to go your way just to make things a little bit easier. It's, it's, you want to give people ownership and that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're driving ownership to them by saying, Hey, how do you want to do this? What do you want to do? You know, I just did this with uh, a, a friend of mine, you know, was, we're getting together and you know, he was like, Hey man, where do you want to go grab lunch? And I was like, I don't care. What, what do you want? I legitimately don't care. But honestly, there is a place I really wanted to go to. But at the end of the day, like, I don't care. I want to be spending time with them and being mm-hmm. able to talk. And, you know, my wife was, we were talking about that. She's like, I'm surprised I want to go there. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why does it matter? We gave them the option. Like they're picking, they can't mm-hmm. be mad with their idea. We're, we're going to be hanging out with them, having lunch, you know? And so yeah. it's one of those things where I've been really trying to do that. Cause I, I'm always. I've always defaulted to like, hey, I'm going to lead the group. I want to take charge and hey, we're going to do this, boom, 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 boom. But if you're always doing that all the time, then, you know, you're actually conditioning people not to be able to think on their own. And I want our kids to think on their own, you know, even, even friends, you know, like I don't want all my friends and family, which they don't, but I'm just, you know, using Mm -hmm. this as an example. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be solely dependent upon me of being able to like, pick what we do and how we do things mm-hmm. yeah 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 when you talk about the ownership thing it uh it it took me back made me keep thinking about um it's funny because i've heard jocko say this a couple times talking about like what somebody would if somebody tried to fight him you know i think people always think like ex navy seal big tough guy like he's he's about to say some stuff on like how he's gonna beat the hell out of him but he's always like first option is to run i'm gonna run away that's what exactly what I'm going to do, you know, and yeah. it's like exactly opposite of, I think what a lot of people expect him to say. And it goes, that's back to it. Like, why would he, it makes common sense. Like, why would he confront something he doesn't need to confront, you know, and cause an issue that he doesn't need an issue on. And I've just, I've heard him say that, I don't know, several times on different things. And it always sticks out. Like, that's a perfect example of how you should be going about your day. Why confront something? Why cause an issue when you don't need to? Exactly. I love it. Cool. Um, I, I do want to wrap it up here, but I have to say, <laughs> you're talking about the first time that we did our podcast, we met in person. Hilarious <laughs> story, everybody. So JP says, Dan, he goes, <clears throat> so um, where, where'd the name for uh, the grinder come from? You know, and we're just like, ah, oh, you know, he grinded out. I mean, it's the grinder. He's like, uh, have you ever, have you ever thought about changing that? <laughs> <laughs> So look, JP was trying to look out for us, but it imme- immediately made me realize without a doubt, we were keeping the name 
the grinder podcast <laughs> <laughs> you're like cool you don't like the name i'm doubling down on that yeah we Good. exactly what i did i was like definitely addison where well, you're sticking to this thing <laughs> and, and james and i did have a conversation after that and i was like james do you really think that we need to change this? He said, no, not a chance, man. <laughs> I was just bringing up for awareness. So like, I would feel bad, like, you know, if <laughs> nobody ever said anything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, two years ago, I, I meant to say something. I just, <laughs> yeah. No, hey, look, we've had some, we've had, uh, we've probably gotten some different attention because of the name. And, um, you know, look, if it's even being spoke about, then that means we probably need to keep it. So is the way I view it. That's it. That's it. JP, can you tell people how they can find you? Yeah. Hey, uh, easiest way on uh, social media is just at JP Danell, J P D I N N E L L on instagram facebook and twitter there are some fake accounts out there which is crazy to me uh i don't have any underscores in my name i don't have an i at the end i'm not italian all right it's not Danelli. um there's only two l's not three there's like it's crazy that people make yeah. fake accounts yeah. and they're trying to like scam people um yeah whatever it's unfortunate that there's scumbags out there but um it's pretty the biggest, that's the best way. Also, I would be following Echelon Front and what we do at Echelon Front. It's the same thing at Echelon Front, E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-R-O-N-T on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, it's pretty much biggest things right now, brother. Sweet. Good deal. And what we'll do, and if you guys want to know more and, and learn more about Echelon Front, we will have their information below, uh, below the podcast. So you'll be able to go there, take a look, and, you know, pick up some merch or whatever it might be, you know, um, or even just sign up. You know, it's definitely one of the things that if, if you have a company and it's something you want to do, definitely check, take a look and, and uh, check them out. Yeah. And we so, have well, so, I mean, now we've been able to scale what we're doing. And I will say the good thing from COVID for us is we, we shifted everything to virtual or, I mean, not everything. We shifted the ability to do almost everything we do virtually. We do virtual keynotes, virtual workshops, and then we also created EO Academy, which is Extreme Ownership Academy. It's our online leadership training program. And every week you have like, like today at 1 p.m. Central, 1 to 2, Jocko and Leif are doing a live leadership training. And, you know, for our members, and you would be able to submit your questions. So like if you're a member of EO Academy and you're on there and you're like, hey, you know, you type in your question in the chat box, they, they start the the session with a training, they talk through some stuff and then they go straight to the chat box and they work through as many of the questions and sit reps as they can. So you could be, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm having this issue with my company and you know, here's where I'm failing. And then Jocko's going to be like, all right, James, Hey, where are you at? Come off mute. Let's talk through it. Like you have that access, like, and there's yeah. multiple sessions a week and it's Jocko Leif, Dave Burke, myself, Carlos, Cody, Steve Ward, Jason Gardner, Jamie, Meg, Sean, Steve, I mean, all of our instructors, you have access to that are rotating through different topics of training. And then you also have access to all of the, um, uh, the platforms, not platforms, the, uh, the programs that we have recorded. So you watch a video, take a test and progress along with it. And we're, uh, in the process of getting those programs, uh, actually accredited and certified. And so people will have different certif certifications from that as well. That nice. is dope. Yeah, that, that is, is dope. Yeah, so it's awesome. cool. A lot, lot of different things. 
Um, but yeah. Very cool. Sweet. Very cool. All right, guys. Uh, speaking of merch. Said, speaking of merch. Go ahead, Addison. Go, go ahead. Oh, go okay. ahead. <laughs> I thought you were about to just jump it. Um, no. with that being said, folks, uh, do not forget to check out our sponsors, Jocko Fuel and Origin USA. Uh, and when you do get there and you, you're finding yourself with some wonderful, wonderful merchandise in your cart, do not forget to put in the code GRIND10 grind at checkout to save yourself 10% off. Um, anything else anybody wants to say before we cut this bad boy up? Their nope. hotline is launching. Ooh, Huntline. Um, so yeah, anybody, right. yeah, anybody who wants to get, get some uh, sweet camo, guaranteed to guaranteed I mean, to hide you from everything. Think about that. A hundred percent American made Huntline. Yeah, that's. Right. Oh, that's that. It is that's, so thick. That's, that's <laughs> next level. That's next level. And deer oh, season's right around the corner. So, all right, guys. With that being said, we uh, we definitely appreciate you guys listening. Podcast has definitely grown, and we we uh, we appreciate every single one of you. James, grind her out.